Welcome to Distance Learning Innovations. My name is Dave Casey, and in every episode, I speak with teachers who are overcoming the challenge of online learning in courses that pre-COVID would have been hands-on and project-based. My guest today is John Williams, who teaches at Pioneer High School in Santa Rosa. John, thanks a lot for being here. I really appreciate uh, another Zoom call, one of many hundreds, well, not for a week, but many hundreds uh, throughout a, a month or two. Uh, before we begin, um, if you can give me a little background. Uh, I, was a, I understood that you were a math teacher, but now you're teaching MAKE and also computer science. But tell me a little bit, how did a math teacher come to start teaching a MAKE class? Yeah, the, the MAKE program at, at Pioneer High School is a, is a really cool program. Um, and, and I kind of just in, inherited a program that uh, is really the, we owe Dante DePaula. Um, he really got the program started. So um, Piner had a, a woodshop program, you know, quite a while ago. Um, and then uh, it, it lost uh, its woodshop program, I think, in the, in the early 2000s. Um, and then it, I think we're now in the ninth year of, of Project Make class. So, so nine, or, nine or ten years ago. Um, Dante DePaula first, I think he started volunteering at Piner high school and then he, um, he really founded the, the make program and he's, uh, just a, a rad dude and, and got a lot of, of skills and interests. So he's, he, um, he actually, uh, owns a small business where he, he builds custom motorcycles. Um, and he has, uh, he started the, the make program kind of to replace the, the lost shop programs at, at Piner high school. Um, and he now teaches at, at the Santa Rosa Junior College. So he left Piner uh, in 2015, I think. And then uh, the, the MAKE program sort of uh, had some hard times. It got passed around a little bit. So there was a, a new teacher got hired um, who, had, who had taught engineering at another school, but um, he didn't stay. He only stayed for a year. And then um, after that, um, Steve Carpenter, who's a physics teacher, had it for a year, and then um, my 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 principal called me uh, over the summer three years ago and was like, "Hey, uh, Steve doesn't want to do um, make anymore, so I I am I'm looking for someone else to, who would be willing to take it on, and and if I can't so- find someone, then we're just gonna shut the program down." So so he kind of uh, uh, I was I was I I didn't feel super qualified to to take it on, and and uh, I am was. I'm a yeah a math teacher like you said, uh, but it seemed like maybe the the program was going to go away and that was going to be sad. So so I jumped into it. Wow, nice. Well, uh, I, I think a lot of kids owe you then, since uh, the class wouldn't have existed without you saying yes. Um, so saying yes means I imagine creating some of the curriculum yourself. So Dante, I'm sure, had a different vision as a you know, motorcycle aficionado. And then, you know, the next guy, carpenter, construction, all those things. So what, what is your focus and what, what would kids expect to get out of your, out of your curriculum? So kind of a, a quick overview of what your curriculum is, what kids would expect, and maybe what your interest is that develop that curriculum. Yeah. Um, I think there's a, there's a um, make, make maybe gets pulled in a, in a couple different directions all the, all the time. Um, but I, I can tell you, uh, yeah, kind of, uh, where, where I, I sort of landed as, as, uh, 
meeting those at, at, at being pulled in different places what what came out of, of all of the different uh uh tensions that that are that are there um in my i, I now have a two two years so there's like a, a make one course and a make two course but there's only one section so so everyone's in the same period at the same time but we often split up um so with the with the make one course um i do and yet like you said i did i did kind of make the whole curriculum arc myself just kind of um putting putting pieces together about what i what i could do and what kids wanted to do and what i what i had the the skills to teach etc um so yeah in the make one course we do the the first quarter is uh this is this is kind of what I would do in, in real life. It's all had to be adjusted for distance learning. But in the in the first quarter, I would teach. Um, I kind of think of it as a engineering skills quarter. So we teach. Um, we, t- we look at like the the engineering cycle and and prototyping, making models, um, testing your prototypes, revising, reiterating, doing research. Um, kind of of how you how you try out ideas and then improve on them. Uh, we also talk about teams and accountability and defining roles within a team and and setting guidelines and plans and then revisiting those roles and 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 coming back to uh, your plans for how you're going to be holding each other accountable. And then we talk about some some skills and strategies around design. Um, so we look at uh, some um, vector image two-dimensional design uh tools and we look at uh, a little bit of um three-dimensional design tools uh they have a, a 2d design project where they have to use our, our vinyl cutter and a 3d design project where they have to use our, our 3d printers um yeah so i think that 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 kind of um covers my my first quarter which is like this should set you up no matter what project you're going to do so you've got this this engineering cycle um, teams and accountability, and then some design pieces in the first quarter. And then the second quarter is uh, we head over to the um, shop, um, which is the, the former wood shop at Piner High School. And I think of the second quarter as, as sort of a, uh, a wood shop and metal shop and an introduction to wood shop and an introduction to metal shop. Um, the wood shop is, is pretty extensive and there's a lot of um, great tools and materials. And, and, and I have some, some more background with, with woodworking, um, certainly than I do with, with metalworking. Um, the metal shop piece, I, I kind of think of it as, as metal shop for woodworkers. Um, they, they learn how to um, sharpen blades. Um, they learn how to use the, the spot welder to, um, to, um, to fix uh, if the bandsaw breaks. Um, so they only learn some like basic metalworking um, skills but, and, and some basic woodworking um, skills. Um, and in the third quarter, we, uh, work on, um, electronics, uh, circuits and, and a little bit of basic programming. And then the fourth quarter, the idea is that you would take all of the skills from, from the whole, um, the first three quarters and, and do an independent project with, with, with a team that incorporated some woodwork and some, some electronics in some way. Um, yeah, that's the make one course. Uh, the, the make two course is, is where I've been doing the, um, the, some bigger projects. So like the, the switch vehicle last year, was that most of their curriculum, the, uh, switch vehicle for make two last year, the make two kids, um, uh, there was a small group of kids that that was, that was pretty much what they worked on all year long. Um, and then, um, the, I had, I think I had eight make two kids last year. 
probably three or four of them really worked on the on the switch vehicle for the for the nine you know for the three quarters of the year that I had them um and then uh, I had another three or four kids that that kind of um helped out at some point with the switch vehicle and, and other times worked on some other projects um last last year we got to work with uh engineers from Keysight who were who were coming in so so on the the days that um that the Keysight engineers were were there some more of the make two kids wanted to be helping out with the switch vehicle and getting to work with them. That was, that was really cool. Um, so that they were, they were stoked to do that. Um, yeah. Great. All right. That's your question. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, incredible curriculum, really great variety that you're explaining. Um, and obviously huge, huge damper put on it because of distance learning and COVID. So, how has it changed your curriculum? So now that you, you can't do, I imagine you can't do wood shop or metal shop, you might be able to do some CAD stuff um, and big projects. So how has it affected your curriculum? What essentially, what are you doing now in place of those hands-on activities? Yeah, yeah, great question. Um, some things that have happened this year. Let's see. I did still this year um, have kids use... Um, Learn to use the the design tools that um, allow you to use the the vinyl cutter and the three D printer, and and we also have a um, uh, a CNC router. So they learned the the design end of, of all of those tools, and they got to to design their own projects that that then I went and cut on the cutter, or printed on the three D printer, or oh, nice. um, carved on the CNC router. Oh, good. So so I still did that piece because I felt like that was kind of a a distance ready. Um, maker element that I could still keep from my, from my usual class. Um, we did a lot of the, the same, um, kind of, uh, tasks and routines around, around building teamwork and defining roles and accountability and, and, um, setting out plans that I would do in a, in a normal school year. In the first semester, I, I was trying to, um, put everyone in teams and, 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 put everyone through this process of, of um, designing a project that they could submit for the Samsung Solve for Tomorrow contest, which is this, this national um, challenge to, to uh, make a, an, an engineering solution for a, for a global uh, that responds to a global issue um, like, you know, hunger or climate change or fires or COVID. Um, so the, so the kids did in the first semester um, cause the, the like challenge due date was uh, right at the beginning of the new year. So in the first semester in 2020, um, the kids did some work like identifying global challenges that they'd be interested in responding to and thinking about um, uh, how to respond to those challenges and then brainstorming possible engineering solutions and then making designs for those engineering solutions. Um, and they used a lot of different... Um, uh, sites, places, um, strategies for, for doing that design work. Some of them designed on paper, some of them designed some kind of cool things inside Minecraft. Um, some of them used Tinkercad and, 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 uh, and Fusion 360, um, which is just what the, the more advanced kids go on to as far as CAD goes. Um, yeah, uh, that was, that was the first semester. Um, and there were, there were some groups that really did a, a pretty nice job, but it was just it was just really hard to to get a ton of participation and and to get follow through 
And to, to make time, you know, you'd have absences. Kids would, would think that their group member was going to come who wouldn't show. Then that would be kind of a lost meeting. Uh, it, it, it was not a, a huge success, even though it was, I think there, there was potential there and there were some good things that came out of it. Yeah. So that certainly is, a, it typifies, I think, the, the online learning platform of, of creating this collaborative environment where kids are really not used to that. And technology gets in the way um, and timing gets in the way. But they do, I mean, those projects do sound exciting, like there's a lot of potential. Can you, can you identify uh, any successes that you felt? Like, are there either benefits, uh, if you can name one benefit of uh, distance learning or any success that's come out of this? Because it seems like you've, in shifting your curriculum, you've done more community-based projects or potential for these problem-solving. There's maybe success. Um, so can you talk a little about benefits? Yeah, I think the kids at the beginning, we were right up against the fires. We were right up. COVID was, was clearly having this impact on us. I think the kids really responded to the idea of, of doing a, a design solution to a global challenge. A lot of the kids chose to, to respond to, to climate change, to wildfires, to, to COVID. Those were the, the, the kinds of things they, they wanted to work on. That was a lot of the, the um, their engineering solutions were about about doing, you know, a, a better mask that allowed to, to breathe easier and allow them to, to see out their glasses, um, or, or you know, um, they there were ideas around a, a drone that could spot fires, um, a a a drone, a, a water based drone, a um, a remote controlled, you know, uh, boat that could be testing. Um, water te ocean temperatures and, and giving data about ocean temperatures, which could help understand climate change. So I think they're really connected to the idea and they were, they were, you know, so impacted by, by these massive global challenges that, that it really made a lot of sense to tackle that. So I, I think, I think that early on there was actually a lot of buy-in to, to doing, um, a big project like that. It just, it, uh, you know, my I, it was, we were all new to distance learning, and it was it was not amazing work about the the actual follow through and the actual projects that can merge. Yeah, um, they were they were okay, yeah. but it was a slog. How how about you personally? Um, again, sounds like shifting gears had a lot of potential, and and if nothing else, it's certainly building potential for the future. How about you personally? Has there been any anything yet? Maybe easier or things that you've noticed about distance learning, like, wow, that's, that was an unexpected, pleasant surprise from distance learning. Has, have you seen any of that? Or is it all pretty much just one challenge after another? No, I, I would say outside of my make class, I think there are, I can see a lot of wins. I feel like make class is really the hardest hit. I also teach math and computer science. And, and then I'll get to my, that's, I'm still, I'm staying with work life. I'll talk personal life afterwards. Um, but in, in my math and computer science class, I, classes, I can see re real wins. Um, I think in, in computer science, it's the easiest to, to, to pull out. In, um, in computer science, there, I can think of kind of multiple situations where these, um, these standards around, around collaboration and around coding style um, that, were, that were sort of hard to, to communicate the importance to kids in, in real life. You know, I would say, oh, you have to comment all your code and you need to leave this white space and it needs to be read, read easy for someone else to read. And then, and then you need to share it with these, with these very particular naming conventions so that they all go into the same file. And then you need to have your team write these, the style guide. So you all agree on, on how your, 
you're organizing your code. And the kids would be like, well, he's sitting right here. Like, I'm just going to tell him what it does. And, and I, don't need to, I don't need to put that in the comment. I'm just going to say, oh, you have to use integers if he, if he doesn't use an integer on the parameter. Um, you know, it was, it was kind of, it was hard to see the, the, the reasoning for all of these, these, you know, kind of high level style guide pieces and, and um, communication pieces that have to do with, with collaborating around the code. Um, because the kids are like, well, we always work on it when we're sitting right next to each other. Um, like, you know, they could see that in the real life, you maybe have to do that, but they didn't want to do it every time on, on their actual code. They wanted to get their code to work and just move forward, not waste time on the, on the style. Um, and, and that's, you know, just, it's the utter opposite. Like kids are, are really, they're doing their own work, checking each other when it comes to style. Like they're at this point in the year, like, if someone doesn't comment that this function, you know, only takes an integer, another kid will, will call them on it. Be like, you didn't put that in the comments. Like you have to clarify your parameters. I, I love hearing that. That's so exciting. That's like, it's, you know, exactly getting at those standards that it, it used to be kind of harder to get kids that buy-in around. So, and, you know, we've gotten to, to use these, these high level um, coding collaboration tools um, like uh, where, where you, you really have to think about, think like a, a real life programmer does when it comes to how you, how you change code, how you tell everyone else that you've changed the code so they know how it impacts the rest of the project. So that's been kind of cool in, in computer science. Um, and same in math. I think there, there are some lost opportunities in math, but. Oh. Well, I can see that, um, that the, the benefits there would be easier in a, uh, I guess a digital world. And so maybe some of those translate, over to the, the maker class, but again, not many because of hands-on. Um, I wanted to follow up with, um, you mentioned some community partners. Have you been able to, to continue some partnerships? It sounds like you still were able to work with Keysight, and how did that manifest in the classroom this year if it did? And then if there are any other community partnerships that you had this year that helped support some of the work um, that you did in the class? Um, it's, it's been really minimal, uh, this year. Um, you know, I've, I've stayed in contact with the folks I was working with at Keysight. Um, they, they offered to, to do like a, a, a zoom chat if, if that was, um, fun, but I, 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 we haven't actually made it happen. Um, it's, we've, you know, had, had digital contact with the folks from switch. Um, and we got the, the CAD files from the folks from switch. But uh, there ha I have not really had industry partners during distance learning. I think I, I could have done more with that, and it just hasn't happened. Oh, yeah. No, I understand. Yeah. It's, it, it basically, for us, it's one giant experiment. You know, I don't know that there's any, any particular thing that we're, we're focusing on. We're just kind of rolling with it as we go along. Um, how about um, there's anything you can, uh, can tell other educators? Like, so for you... Any key ideas um, for people who are in make, if, if you could say during this time, here's one thing that did make it just a little bit easier. Um, do you have any advice for a, a maker teacher teaching in a digital world? Yeah. What, I've, what, I, what has been having, I feel, more success this, I don't know, it's hard to, it's hard to define success, but but this semester, so I, I, I think I talked earlier about what I did first semester in that, that big um, solve for tomorrow challenge and Samsung. And, and this semester, uh, I've, I've, I've really tried to, to scale back 
I think in my in my real life classroom, I'm I'm often working along the lines of uh, of more is more, and and I've and you know I try to have the you know the most options and the most resources and the most tools and the biggest projects and, and go big, and you know like oh we've got that we've got that you can go over here if kids if kids like are interested in anything I want to yeah let's go there I've got that cool let's make it happen. Um, and, and I think I've had to adjust in the digital world that, that sometimes in distance learning, it seems like maybe less is more. Um, so, so I, uh, I think there were, there were some cool pieces about doing that, that semester long project for a semester, but it, boy, it really seemed to drag on and, and not there were like yeah. long periods without a lot of progress when things were just kind of hung up on tech details or the wrong kid being present at the wrong meeting and et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And, and so this semester I've, I've kind of um, shifted gears to to just doing these 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 much shorter and kind of more discreet and and um, uh, and more flexible two week long projects. So nice, um, nice. That's great advice. Yeah, kind of switched rather than than doing things that continue and, and can can drag on and on. I've said, okay, you've got you've got two weeks. Here's exactly what I want at the end of the two weeks. Um, there's a lot of ways you might go about it. You could with a partner. You could not. Um, you know, you can do it all digitally or you could work in real life and, and make something. It could be either a design or an actual an actual build of something. Um, but but here's what I want after the two weeks. And then two weeks later, you're going to give me what you got and we're going to move on. Yeah, um, nice. and, and we're going to get some points in the grade book and then do something else. And, and, nice. and that's been like having those those lower sites for, I guess, what what's possible here has just seemed to work a little better. Yeah. I, I feel a little bit sad about it. I think there were some cool things that happened that first semester with the collaboration and the year long, but, but it, it was, it wasn't amazing in the end. And, and I don't think these smaller two week projects are amazing in the end, but, but I think it's, it's easier to, to get some, something done and, and then, mm-hmm. you know, try something and build something and make something, design something. And then at, at least they, they got a, yeah, yeah. Part I, I think it's uh, I, yeah, I think it's great. I think that's some great advice. I mean, not just for make class, but kind of in general. So, yeah, you, if you got the potential, use it. And if you don't, then you got to scale back. So that being said, um, obviously kids were disappointed in not being able to, you know, either weld or build things, electronics. Still, is there is there a, a goal you have for them, or or can you identify what you think they may the kids may have enjoyed as they look back on this year? They're like, oh yeah, I didn't get to do this, but hey, this wasn't so bad. So, is there a hope or a goal that you think that the kids might take away from this year that was not as bad as we may have thought? That's a good question. Um, I think it's you know, in the in the real life, there's there's this real sense of shared experience, and and kids have these moments that they that they all remembered from the year that 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 really would be connected at the end of the year that I think usually we could look back on there. They'd all be like, Oh yeah, that one time or the, the cars were totally sweet. Or we did that, that CO2 project that was rad or, or a lot of times um, they're, they're really excited by something that went wrong kind of spectacularly. That can be like a shared experience that was kind of cool. Um, but uh, in, in distance learning, I think it's much more that, you know, I could talk about, you know, one individual group had a great moment or, or a cool piece, or they made something work or, or an individual kid. I think a lot of kids on their own have, have done, you know, really, really neat pieces have gone above and beyond on particular projects, but it's hard then to, 
to make any generalization class wide. Um, I think that there that there has been a lot of op- maybe even more opportunity that that kids can kind of take things to the next level because it is so it is so isolated. Um, there's kind of like you know in real life when you're looking around at the room and you're seeing what everyone else is doing, you're like, okay, cool. So mine's good enough. I guess I'm I guess I'm basically done. Um, uh, whereas in 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 distance learning, there isn't that same dynamic where you're like, oh, Mr. Williams, should I, should I be adding lights or should, should I, should I, you know, do, add more to this project or do you think it should do this? I'm like, yes, it should definitely do that. That's a great idea. Make that happen. Um, so I, I think that there has some been some, some real cool stuff that, that individual kids have done. Um, the kids who, you know, I think some kids who have, who have learned Fusion 360, they've really gone further than, than kids in make have done before in real life. Um, kids that were that were really excited about getting to take home the the, the piece they they cut on the CNC router got really into the um, to the program we use Easel for the CNC router wanted to learn more about Easel wanted to learn more about about um, two and a half dimensional carving um, so uh, you know a few kids have gotten really into maybe a few things but I'm not really I think you were asking for more of a, a whole class generalization, and I feel like I, I don't have a great answer there. No, no, not at all. No, what I think uh, in distance learning, all bets are off completely. Um, and we're going to find a lot of different things, benefits, disadvantages, but it's a challenge that uh, hopefully we're not going to have to face for very much longer. Um, and the things you learn, you can maybe incorporate into your classroom. Uh, but in the meantime, let's just pray for... Uh, Pray for in school learning next year, and thank you. Uh, thanks so much for being here. Yeah, let's 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 definitely plan on on real real school again soon. I, I miss it. <laughs> this is Dave Casey for Distance Learning Innovations. Thanks for listening, and take care. <laughs>